It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's Maria's Mutts and Stuff. Oh, what a great idea! On iHeartRadio. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Maria's Mutts and Stuff. It's Maria Melito, and I am very honored today to have Faith Maloney, who is a co-founder of Best Friends Animal Sanctuary, Animal Society. I'm sorry. Why? I just totally messed up the name. No, but that's it, that's a, a good point because for many many years we were best friends animal sanctuary. Oh, okay, you were. And okay, we, that makes no, me feel better. To, yeah, no, no, we added to, and and that's still that's where I'm talking to you now from is the sanctuary. Okay. Uh, we changed the name um, so a few years ago now because we were doing more than just having a sanctuary here oh, in uh, okay. southern Utah. Uh, so, yes. Yeah, so, no, it's um, both are correct. Oh, good. Okay, good. Um, so, then it makes sense. Then Society Sanctuary, you can still keep it BFAS. Perfect. That's right. Right. I know. I know. <laughs> that's perfect. Okay, so uh, tell me how it all began. I mean, because you've been around for over 30 years, correct? Yes, we've been here in this location uh, 33 years, coming up wow. to 34 in um, actually in a month, uh, February is our, our kind Your of anniversary. Date. Oh, congratulations! Yeah, our anniversary of getting the property. So it'll be 34 years. Wow. Yes, we um, we acquired it way back. And maybe I should just clarify to your um, to your listeners mm-hmm. that I'm originally from England. Mm-hmm. I, I only say that because I've been <laughs> in this country. I've been in this country for uh, 46 years, and <laughs> I'm an American citizen. But I forget until my, I open my mouth. Right. I had lunch with uh, some some of our donors, and they said, "Where are you from?" And I thought, "Well, Canab is not going to not going to wash <laughs> with these guys because they can hear it somewhere different." That's but funny. We, um, so I'd been living in in this. Car- I came in 1971. Okay. So this was in the 80s. And um, the group of us that started Best Friends, um, we were seeing how bad it was for animals back there in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And it really was. I mean, it's very hard sometimes to think back that far. And I'm sure many of your, your listeners that weren't even born then right, maybe that's true. to Some know are, what it right, was like. Right. Yeah, to know what it was like. But we had no programs back then. You know, we did not have a spay-neuter mm-hmm. clinic on every corner. We didn't have super adoptions. We didn't have uh, as many breed rescues. I think we had some, but right. not as many. And so if an animal ended up at the shelter, wherever the shelter was, and wasn't reclaimed, which was unfortunately pretty high, uh, then that animal would rarely be placed. Mm. Partly because people would say, oh, I'm not going there. They're always sick. Right. And in a way, they weren't wrong because in the old days of sheltering, there was no quarantine or isolation. So every dog or cat that came in was all just sort of jammed in together. Right, right. So if uh, back back then when we first started taking animals, this was um, in the late 70s from – it was called the Yavapai Humane Society, and it was in Prescott, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the cats, pretty much all of the cats, had feline leukemia. Mm. This was before the vaccine was even oh, wow. brought right. to the market. So if, if a cat went into that shelter, because feline leukemia is socially transmitted, uh, they got it. Right. You know, so literally every cat we... we Save from there had that virus, mm. um, and all the dogs were all thrown in together. So if it was distemper, canine distemper, or parvo, everybody sure, got it. Sure, they all caught it from each so other. The, yeah, of course. Yeah. So the rep back then was, oh, don't get a dog from there or a cat from there. Right. So automatically, those animals were being killed, mm-hmm. and the figures we we've heard from that period of time are around 17 million animals were euthanized across oh my the goodness. U.S. in oh my that God. time period. 
back then. Wow. I, I know when I very first heard that, I thought, that can't be true. Right. Until, of course, I went back and thought about it. And I thought, well, yes, anything that went in never came out. Never came or out. rarely right. came out. Right. So nowadays, we have, uh, you know, and from that, so that was really why uh, the, the group of us that started Best Friends said, we've got to do something. Mm -hmm. This is just ridiculous. You know, so we were, we were always no kill right from the beginning. We never said, well, you know... Some of it's justified or there's just too many. You know, our whole concept right from the beginning was all of these animals deserve, deserve to live, mm -hmm. deserve a proper life. And so that's how we started. Now, to be fair, we were a little naive <laughs> when we first started. Right. You know, you kind of go, you go with your emotion and of then course. you have to kind of fill in all the other things later. But we never deviated from that that whole concept. We just knew we had to have bigger places. Right, right. And so we moved from the place we had there in Arizona, which wasn't too bad. It was 200 acres mm -hmm. and in a nice area, but pretty remote, pretty hard to access by the public. Right. So um, uh, some colleagues of mine went looking and we found this place in southern Utah, um, just outside a little town there called Kanab. But right near several national parks. Mm. I mean, goodness me, how lucky. We're right. very close to Zion National Park, Bryce Canyon, um, the North Rim of the Grand Canyon, uh, um, Lake Powell. I mean, you know, we're just surrounded by wonderful, wonderful national parks and scenery and everything. But uh, the piece of property had been on the market for many, many years, it had water issues, water, lack of water issues, I should say. Mm. So it was really going, um, being sold for a song. Oh, wow. Um, which was fortunate because we didn't have a lot of money. Right, right. But we were able to acquire quite a large piece of property here, um, which became Best Friends Animal Sanctuary, correct? Wow. You know, okay. as I said, because we were looking at a place to have and house animals that People didn't want mm -hmm. for one reason or another, right. and we know there are every reason in the book. I know. Um, and hopefully find homes, but if not, they could live out their lives here in a in decent surroundings with lots of places to run and play and good food and you know all of those good things. Wow. So that was really how it all got started, and that was um, we bought the place in 1984. Mm -hmm. So um, we've been really here ever since. But, of course, uh, now we've added in other, other work in other communities, including New York. Yes, yes. So that we can, uh, we can, because we know that the problem, the problem for homeless animals is basically in every city, every town, every hamlet, every village, you know, everywhere that has people mm -hmm. has some kind of animal issue. Of course. And so this is why we felt it necessary to kind of come outside of the sanctuary uh, property and kind of enter the, the larger world so that we can be positioned to help a lot of the other agencies there and other animals, obviously, um, you know, find their find their homes, work on spay neuter, work on TNR trap neuter return. You know, all of the things that you need to do to get to get the numbers down. Right, right. And we are looking at an amazing. We did a we and some other groups cooperated, and we did we did another count. You know, because we were all throwing around vague numbers mm -hmm. to how many were being killed. So we actually commissioned a count. And we're at around two, just a little over two million. Nationwide. Yeah, which is a huge, That's huge, huge from drop the 70s. from 17. Yeah. From 17 million. Sure. But of course, it's still unacceptable. No, I know. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. but it puts it in, in my lifetime, so to speak, from in this work, it puts everything in a little bit more perspective. And no, makes of course. it doable. Right, right. You go, whoa, we can do that. No, it's true. I mean, in 40, right, the 70s were 40 years ago? Yes, right? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, to go yeah. down 15 million and 
plus to me resources and everything else are so much better and things are just different with technology now than they were in the 70s so that two million could go down it's not going to take 40 years for the two million number to go down in my head right no no and and we you know by and and we're very um uh, stats driven now Mm -hmm. Uh, i i laugh because of course in the beginning we the answer would be how many how many dogs do you i started dogtown at best friends okay i was going to talk to you about dogtown yes how how many how many dogs do you have well lots lots. (laughs) there's a few over there and there's some there and there's another load over there but now you know we were kind of had to be taking kicking and screaming i often say into statistics but Without statistics, you don't know where you are That's true. nor how you, or where you're going. Right, right. So it's no longer lots or there's a few over there. Right. No, it's it's exact numbers and exact um, situations, you know, because every situation is different. And what we're looking at now, of course, is a very different complexion and a different picture back to the 70s. But even going back 10, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, we're looking at a different complexion mm-hmm. um, because of you, you mentioned um, the technology, uh, and I I'd forgotten that when I was saying spay neuter and, right. and um, adoptions and things, and I should have said and social media yeah. because of course social media is really has catapulted this whole world of our whole animal welfare rescue world into into a sort of global presence mm-hmm. and we can now an animal in need um is going to be viewed and understood and posted and reposted right. across across you know where um and and help is available help will be available so that that was that that has been huge, huge. as yeah. well as yeah. as uh, as offering uh, spay neuter services you know getting down to basics and that's key the to me Right. I mean, the spay neuter is just so key. key. It's key because, uh, you know, people sometimes go, well, you know, it's not that interesting. And I I go, no, surgery is not in and of itself a sexy topic. Right. You know, right. Of course not. But but you have to see that through um, us and everybody else out there doing their bit, the just the sheer numbers of animals has been brought down so that you're able to then tackle the problems. If you are, if you just have unlimited breeding, um, it's very hard to get on top of. Of course. So yeah. having having the availability, the um, you, you know reduction in prices for people, um, mobile spay neuter units. Mm. Um, you know, all, my son is a high volume spay neuter surgeon. Oh wow! In Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. He's the kind of uh, surgeon that does 50 to 60 right. a day all on his own. Oh, I love that. You know, oh. yes, I'm very proud of him. Yes, but absolutely. He, he is, um, you, you know, then the fact that he, along with other, you know, many other hundreds, thousands of veterinarians can be doing that every single day mm-hmm. tells you still how big a problem we have. True. But we're approaching it. You know, right. we're getting on top of those numbers. Right, and then of course the other, the other, the sister to that spay neuter is adoption, mm-hmm. because we've got them. You know, we can prevent them through the surgery, but now we've got them. What do we do? So we have to be able to um, uh, create that opening and offering for those dogs and cats that that come into the system to find their new homes and and get them ready for new homes. So, you know, there are places for all of us to be doing something in this. Um, TNR, of course, is huge for us, Mm -hmm. trap, neuter, return, because um, cats represent the largest a group of animals killed in our shelters across the country. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people realize I that. Think, yeah. I think I've heard the figure I heard, which is a little shocking, I warn you, mm-hmm. is 70% of the animals, uh, you know, this is maybe on average, 70% of the animals killed in, in our shelters are cats. Are cats, yeah. And they're not all um, hissy, you know, quotes, feral cats. They're just the the volume. The volume. Say, yeah, the overpopulation. Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. overpopulation. Mm-hmm. So even even your nice friendly cats are being euthanized. Right. So if you if we you know we we put a lot into TNR trap neuter return for mm-hmm. cats 
because we know that by really getting that number down, uh, we're reducing the number of animals being... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Killed, meaning the friendly cat, the, you know, the family that couldn't keep the cat. The cat comes into the shelter. That cat is visible. Mm-hmm. That cat can be shown. That cat can be related to. It isn't just one of a whole mess of cats. Right, right. So we're giving, we're extending the possibility of those cats being rehomed um, very much mm-hmm. by tackling the, um, we call them community cats. We don't say feral cats. Right, right. Because many of the cats are not feral. They're not feral, I mean, right. some are. Some are wild and hissy and all that. But a lot of them are just cats that have run out of luck and ended up on the street. Mm-hmm. Right. I know. It's exhausting, but it's amazing <laughs> at the same time. I know. <laughs> I wanted you to take a big breath. I knew you would, t- you would sigh and take a deep breath. <laughs> No, I'm on. I'm on my soapbox. Here. Oh no, no, it's no, it's not a soapbox. You are, you're doing. Like it's just amazing all the work that you've done and and how, uh, it, it's just amazing to me. And uh, yeah, and honestly, listening to you, it makes me feel hopeful, even more so because the figures and saying that you're on that we're on top of things and yes. uh, that now it's achievable. It's not in. Firing. No, it's very. I mean, it's, that's I, I, the word. We were so. Yeah. When, when we got that those figures back from that count, you know, we went, "Oh my goodness!" Right. You know, right. this is this is is within our. It, this is within the shot. You know, this is not. This is not something that you 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 sort of dream about. You right. know that if we can uh, get get everyone together, because as I said, the problems always. Um, well, they're everywhere. Um, I, I don't think there's a, you know, some, to be fair, some places around our country and uh, are, are better than others. Correct. You know, the Northeast Corridor, where, where you are right now, mm-hmm. you know, they do have better statistics mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. some areas of, of the South and some areas, um, little pockets around, pretty much all around the country. You'll right. find, you know, areas that are just not good. But um, again, it, it's kind of inspiring to know that, a lot has been achieved mm-hmm. when you put the resources in and when you have enlightened and intelligent people operating the services, um, you can get those numbers down dramatically. So what we need to do is be able to share those uh, successful techniques and strategies and policies with uh, these other areas that are struggling. Mm-hmm. So. You know, and that that's how we can uh, we can achieve a, a no kill country. Right. right. But it but the numbers make it um, within within um, within our lifetime. Within reach time. I yeah. Mean, within our reach. Yes. Yeah. Within our reach is better because yeah. some of us have varying times to live. No, that's true. <laughs> it's true. But no, but saying it's within our reach, it means it, we can we can achieve it. Like you said yes. before, it's inspiring because it's yes. not like an impossibility like it might have been 10 years ago or 20 years yeah. ago. So, yeah, yeah I mean. And, 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 uh, yes, and so, so being able to um, uh, take the areas where there's been an enormous amount of success mm-hmm. and, then, uh, and then say, well, how did you do that? Right. How did you do that? And then have those offerings. And we do, um, we share those in our conferences every year. Mm -hmm. Um, We do a big national conference. We've been doing those for many, many, many years. Um, And um, we have people that come from all over the country. The attendees come from all over the world. But we have people um, who have done, who've been successful in their communities come and talk about what they did right so they come and to I, you, you know, yeah yes you know people they're um that yeah they come to the conference mm-hmm. and then they uh, the people attend and they go you did it that way i could do it that way right you know right. It, it's that it's that um because sometimes there are um uh, um 
protocols or ideas that people haven't thought of. Sure. Oh, we could do that. And they realize how easy it it is. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's not insurmountable. It's not impossible. It's just getting the right people, the right resources together, um, the right exposure, the right marketing, you know, all of these things, if they're in place, then, um, the end is in sight. Right. It clicks. Right. It's like you say, it takes a village. Yeah. It takes oh, a village. definitely. Yeah. Takes a lot of villages. Yes. <laughs> so and I, I was saying earlier, and yes. you were interested. I said I started Dogtown. I know. I that was just going to ask you. Um, okay. Can I just tell you that was, and st- and I mentioned it to some people at work today, and they said, "Oh my God, I love that show. I loved Dogtown, and I would DVR it every week, and I couldn't wait. I just, oh, it, oh my, there was just, and for." I mean, of course, because, you know, I love the whole animal rescue world and animals. But even for people who aren't, and and there are people we know who aren't crazy about animals, there was just something about that show that people who even weren't, not, I won't say aware or not, I don't mean like they disliked animals, but they weren't interested like we are, were interested in the show. It was just such a good show. And I I want to ask you, yes, like, how did it come about? Were you approached? Did you approach TV? Like, how did that happen? I'm going to come back to that because I just want to kind of throw in, when I said I started Dogtown, Mm -hmm. Dogtown was was preceded the TV show. The TV show, show. yes. (laughs) I know, I know. And, of course, I'm like Miss Media. I'm thinking, like, oh, my God, I love that show. But, yes, I knew that. I know, I know. (laughs) Because uh, uh, when we were when we were first here and we were kind of divvying up the roles, you know, I said, "Well, I'll 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 do I'll take care of the dogs." Right. And uh, people have subsequently, of course, they ask me all the time, "So, what were your qualifications?" You know, assuming I had some, you know, some animal science background mm-hmm. or you know, vet tech or vet veterinarian or something. I said, well, I, I have a degree in fine art. <laughs> that, that counts. counts. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I have to be serious with you. I, when I did start Dogtown, very bravely, uh-huh. um, I really didn't know an awful lot about dogs. I don't think I'd cracked a book. Okay. I just knew I liked them and they seemed to like me. That seemed to be enough. Right. And, of course, I did learn on the job exactly. tremendously. Mm-hmm. Um, and two of my, I have three children, two of my children were helping me with this, including the son who's now the veterinarian. Right, right. But, um, but Dogtown really was the place mm-hmm. here at the sanctuary that housed the dogs that came in. And for a period of time, um, I was the unofficial animal control officer for our little community, answerable to four law enforcements, um, Kanab City Police, Kane County Sheriff, Fredonia, which is in Arizona, because we're right on, we're a border town here, mm-hmm. the Fredonia Marshal, and the Paiute, a native reservation, the Paiute Tribal Police. Wow. So during my little stint as the unofficial, unpaid animal control right. officer, <laughs> I, could, I could have gotten a call from any one of those law enforcement. Go pick up this dog. This is, you know, a dog's bitten a kid. Right. Do a rabies watch. You know, on this, there's a dog in heat. You have to go pick up all the ten male dogs hanging around that dog. You wow. know, all this. Right. Kind of, of course. I did that for. I did that for a few years as well. So Dogtown grew dramatically, mm-hmm. um, even from the very beginning. Even in a tiny town, our our Kanab population is. Um, only around 4,000 people. Okay. Our county, um, which my son tells me, Kane County, is the size of the state of Connecticut, has 5,000 people in it. Oh, wow. I know. Wow. There's a lot of land, lot of land and very few people out this way. Yeah. But, but um, even then, we, we managed to get up to 1,000, 1,200 dogs, even without trying you know, in our in our sanctuary, and of course, cats was they were happening as well in a different area, a different part of the property. But going back to the TV show, so Dogtown was a thriving um, uh, um, it's a town, thriving town right. for uh, for many many years before the TV series mm-hmm. came along. Now, how that happened was. We were very involved, as were many, many people, with the terrible effects of Hurricane Katrina. Mm-hmm. 
um, we had an advantage in a way. We had staff at the time who were from New Orleans. And so we were able, through their agencies and their contacts, we were able to get in there very early on when when all of that went to pieces and the and the floods and the right. whole of thing. We were we were down there with the boats and we actually ended up um, being down in that area with staff resources for about nine months. We saw we saw that from beginning to end. Um, and during that time, many of our staff came across media, you know, because they were down there too. Sure. Yeah. And um, National Geographic uh, was the channel mm-hmm. on which the Dogtown TV show. So they were um, they were the kind of the sponsors for it. But as you know, in media, a lot of people are um, freelancers. Right. So we, of course, got to know a lot of the camera people and the producers and the people who were down there filming on behalf of National Geographic and maybe other other channels um, for, for, for TV to be shown on TV, et cetera. So that was where some of our folks made contact with some of those folks. Mm. And um, then as we were wrapping up our time at Katrina, we kept that contact. I say we, that wasn't me personally, the royal we. And um, they came up with this proposal uh, uh, through National Geographic. They they paid for the show mm-hmm. um, to have one featuring dogs, um, even though we actually had more cats here. Right. <laughs> we have horses. Right. We right. have parrots. We have bunnies. We have pot-bellied pigs. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we're 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 a pretty pretty complete sanctuary here. But they only wanted dogs. Dogs, right? Um, and so, um, there those producers and our folks uh, created that show, which I I agree with you. I think was wonderful. It had a it had a a, a human quality because yes. of course we do. We do value the human animal as well, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and we have some very highly skilled and qualified staff here. So we had Dr. Patty, one of our veterinarians, Dr. Mike. Then we had our dog trainers, and so these were. Um, it was it was big for us. It was great. Um, it was very it, educational, it, by the way. Wasn't it? It was extremely educational. Yeah, I I loved how they did it. Yeah, it um, was, yeah. And, it, it was their show, and they, I think, again, you're, you're a media person. Um, a lot of these big big channels, they're looking for bigger demographics. Mm-hmm. And generally, the demographic for that kind of show and, say, maybe some of the other shows is not the one that they that want to buy things. Right. I think a lot of their demographic is young men. And I don't think we were we were talking to the young male audience out there, and so they kind of um, they they said goodbye and farewell, you right, know, at a particular right. point because I think they wanted to go with you know more edgier shows sure. that bring in a it still a doesn't demographic. Yeah, I understand that, but honestly, when I think about all the different the dog foods, dog products, dog dog, you know, I mean, there's so many. So many sponsors out there. I mean, even if I like know. Animal Planet picked it up or another channel, I, 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 I don't know. know. I, 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 I've said that to our, our folks here. I said, you know, it'd be nice to, and it would be actually if we ever did a, another TV show, if, you know, if that worked out, uh, I think it would be nice to include the other animals that we take care of here. Sure. Because, you know, they're, to us, they're all, it's all the same. You know, we don't say, okay, now. Today we're going to feed the dogs, and we're not right. going to look after the cats. Right. I mean, right. we are. We have about sixteen hundred animals here every single day wow. across the species, mm-hmm. um, and we are feeding and taking care of, and training, and and looking after, and finding homes for, or taking care of them all their lives. You know, across all of those um, species I mentioned earlier. Right. So, all right, we, we're going to get you another network. I think from this podcast, and yeah. I'm going to be talking about it. I want, I want to see Dogtown. What can we call it? Dogtown plus something to mean the other species. I, know. <laughs> I don't know. What I can don't we call know. it? <laughs> those, those, those folks are going to come up with something. Oh, because but it was, I, I, yeah. yeah, it was good. It was and very you good. Know what was interesting is they sold it um, internationally. Oh, wow. Okay. And I think one of the first times I knew this, a lady came uh, with her son. Her son was about 14 or 15, I think. And she presented herself at the sanctuary and she said, 
in a bit of an accent. She said, I'm here, and I took my son out of school, and we're going to stay here for at least a month. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway, and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Maybe more. I said, oh, where are you from? She said, Israel. Wow. We just saw the show, uh, the D- Dogtown show in Israel. And I said, I'm taking my son out of school. Wow. He's coming here and he's going to learn about this. And, 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 and what I love is he's now, I think, just completed his, his military service mm-hmm. in Israel. And she comes pretty much every year anyway. As well, back. And then I had a wonderful lady from South Africa who saw the show, and she's created her own dog rescue there in South Africa. Wow. And she and I are in pretty close contact. Um, And then many, many more from Brazil. And I mean, that's wonderful. Yeah. Pretty much name anyone that bought the National Geographic um, uh, Dogtown show. Um, we've had representatives come here to visit, so nice. Yes, we have to get you back on. I'm t- I'm sorry. I- I'm I'm determined I agree. now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I want <laughs> I want that show back on. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So when you said about your, the friend in Israel, when she comes back every year, and does she come back to yes. do the sleepovers? Because I want to talk to you about the sleepovers oh, that you have. Oh, I have to tell you. Yes, this please. Is a funny story yes. about sleepovers. Okay. Because um, I had. Um, and I tell this, I, I teach a workshop here, and I have done since 1998, mm-hmm. called How to Start and Run an Animal Sanctuary. And we offer it three times a year, and uh, we have people from all over the country and other countries come to it, so it's wonderful. But um, I, I always tell this story on myself. Um, I did start Dogtown, mm-hmm. but by nature, I am not a manager, You know, I think I hold managers or people who are managers in great awe and reverence because managers can work out schedules. Mm -hmm. You know, they can handle budgets. Sure. They can do all of these wonderful mythical things of which I'm totally hopeless. (laughs) So finally, (laughs) as I said, I freely confess to anybody. Um, I have other qualities. Being a manager isn't one of them. So finally, my friends, my co-founders, you know, managed to sort of move me a little out of this dog town because I wasn't very good at the schedules and all of this kind of thing. And they said, Faith, we think we better have somebody who knows how to do this. So I said, oh, okay. <laughs> so I moved aside. And, um, and Sherry Wooded, who's still on our staff, she's been here 20 years, she uh, took over from me as manager. And one of her very first, um, this is 20 years ago, one of her very first acts as manager was to create the sleepover program. Mm. And the reason for doing this is, um, and you'll know this from places you visited, you go to a shelter or even a kennel area, you're not really getting a good perspective on a dog. You're not getting an idea, you know, because they're all barking and they all look the same. You know, there's a lot of black ones and brown ones and that kind of thing. So her thought was, we're not getting a good idea of the personality of of these individual dogs. Um, How about we organize with the local motels and hotels to be able to have people take a dog for the, you know, from the end of the um, afternoon through the evening and night and then return in the morning. And then we can get an idea of how they're going to be in a hotel room, which simulates more of a home kind of setting. Mm And so she proposed this, and I looked at her and I said, but Sherry, they're going to think they're going home. So I was being a bit kind of like, you know, I don't think I like right, this. Right, right. And um, I, I love what I say, and I love this about Best Friends. Even though I'm a founder of Best Friends, I had relinquished the role of manager. Mm-hmm. So Sherry was the manager. Right. So she looked at me very politely and smiled and said, basically, but I'm doing this. <laughs> and of course, now I am 100% fan right. of the sleepover. Right, right. And, 
realize I was being very anthropomorphic. Now, I'm sure you've heard that I've word I've heard that before. word, yes, of course. Yes. And I was ascribing a human emotion to, to an animal dog by yes. saying, they're going to think they're going home. Our dogs are way more intelligent than that. Right. You know, they work out what's going on. And I think, and we have our kenneling situation. Um, anyone who's ever been here, we have huge runs, big insight. You know, it's not, we group house where we can. So dogs have pals and friends. And so the early reports, people would be, you know, they had the dog at the hotel. And then they'd bring them back in the morning and they'd go, oh, my goodness, the dog, he was dragging me to go back to his kennel to be with his <laughs> friends and, and food and play all day. You know, so they weren't like going, oh, don't send me back right, there, right. to that awful place. Right. So, <laughs> um, so it, was, it, it wasn't it hadn't didn't become one of those kind of situations. Right. So now, of course, we absolutely love it. And a secret. It, the reason Sherry. Uh, created it was exactly as I said was just for us to see how this dog would behave outside of a kenneling kind of uh, you know sheltering kind of situation right so that really was the intent right however <laughs> we realized <laughs> this was this wasn't the original intent but we realized that by identifying a single dog's personality the dog that snuggles in bed with you is going to get adopted. Mm -hmm. And so a byproduct of the sleepover program for us was those dogs were getting adopted. Right, right. To the point that the cat department got very jealous. <laughs> they went, what's going on here? What but about originally, us? <laughs> originally, our, um, the veterinarians that we had on staff said, no, we're not going to allow this to have the cats because, you know, cats are very place-oriented. Dogs, dogs, uh, are you a dog owner? Yes, Maria? yes. Okay, so we know, that, you know, dogs like food and people. Right. They don't really care that much where they are. Right, they'll go anywhere um, as long as you're, you're taking so them and you're going to feed you're them. You're there yes. and you've got food. Yes. Okay, cats are going like, no, I will not leave the pillow right. by, by the sunbeam in the corner of the right, room. You know, right. that, that's just how cats are. So the vets correctly, I think, thought, well, this is going to be a challenge. But our cat department was saying, but look how many adoptions the dog people are getting. So finally, several many years ago now, though everyone relented. And, of course, it's not every cat's idea of, of fun right. to leave where, their little spot, wherever their spot is, and go with somebody to a motel room. But a lot of them like it. Hmm. And so we now have placed a ton of cats through that um, being able to go home with somebody, home meaning you know, a hotel, a hotel room or right. a guest cottage. And people do, do a lot of these um, vacation rentals now here in town, so it's a house. And so we we just love it. I think Bunnies has a sleepover program now. Oh wow! So bunnies Bunnies were not going to miss out on this. Of one. course, of course. And now all of the animals that go, whether they're dogs, cats, or bunnies, they're there are only the ones who are at best friends who are up for adoption, correct? Cause, yes. Because then the sleepover say, helps. Yeah. We say pretty pretty much uh, unless an animal is here that is court ordered you know, by a court right to stay here for behavior reasons usually right. um every every other animal here is is potentially adoptable adoptable and we have placed 20 year old cats wow good for you so we believe that when we we say that we believe it uh, because the right home could come along mm -hmm. which is um, true yeah. not always you know some animals are going to live out their whole lives here maybe they have a medical issue which is cost prohibitive, you know, for a family to take on, or the behavior is such that the liability is too high to take mm -hmm. on. But um, generally across the board, we're, we're pretty, we're pretty open to the right person that comes along and wants one of our, our animals. Right. I'm sure, I'm not even sure people are aware, but Best Friends had the Michael Vick dogs. We do. Right. We, do. we took, you um, took we them? three. Yeah, we took the, we took 22 of the most challenged. Um, and I always 
like to say this, and in fact, I had lunch with, um, just before coming to talk to you, with two of our donors who were visiting from Atlanta, and we they asked about the Michael Vick dogs. And I said, the initial first big credit goes to the ASPCA. Mm -hmm. They were the agency that said, uh, because everybody else was saying, Fighting dogs, kill them all. Kill them, right, of you course. Know, there's no no, no, no rehab, right, and right. No rehab, no nothing. ASPCA and their trainers stepped in, and they said, let us evaluate these dogs individually. I think there were 48 or 49 at the Bad News Kennel. Mm-hmm. Um, only one of those was deemed um, you know, that that for safety's sake. Right, that was too too aggressive. I remember that, just one, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. pretty amazing. So that left, uh, I I can't remember that was 48 or 49. So that left either 47 or 48 dogs Mm -hmm. who were considered to be, uh, quotes, worth saving in that initial evaluation and assessment. So a lot of them were able, because they were relatively... Uh, friendly and easy. A lot of them were then able to go straight into rescue groups, straight into homes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Bad Rap from California was one of those. Finally, they were left with 22 of the dogs that were more challenging. And I asked my lunch partners today, I said, uh, I qu- quizzed them. I said, why do you think that was? And Bless their hearts, they couldn't answer. You know, because most most people's mind go to they were too aggressive right, or right. they were dangerous or they were completely shut down. Um, you know, shy shy is a euphemism yeah. that we often use for dogs. Um, shy, they, these guys were beyond shy. They were traumatized. I was say fear. They right? were. Yeah. Oh, you remember you saw the the Dogtown mm-hmm. TV show. Yes. And we had we had the TV show before we took the Michael Vick dogs. Right. Right. I so remember that. Some people think some people think that because of that that we got the TV show. No. No, no, no. But that was before. Able, yeah. yeah, they were able to be here and film some of those poor dogs that came here. That um, and Cherry was always the one I remember, and and he was called Cherry. He was a boy. Mm-hmm. He was given the name Cherry because he had that little red thing you get in your eye. Oh, the, the red eye. eye. That's right. Yes, yeah. I do remember that you know, dog. Yes, that's yes. how he got the name Cherry. Cherry. But, yeah. Uh, I have this image from the Dogtown TV show of them filming, uh, trying to get Cherry to go out on a walk, and he just pancaked yeah. there in the snow. Yeah. Just uh, that's how they. That's how they were. They were not dangerous. They were not, um, they were just very sad, very, very sad. Um, And it took years, many, many years to get a lot of them to the point where they could go go home. Mm -hmm. Georgia is one that was also featured on the TV show. Right. uh, For those of you who saw that, Georgia had been... um, clearly been used for breeding, Mm -hmm. Um, and and sorry to be a bit bit graphic, they had removed all her teeth. Right, right. That was so sad. And we know that wasn't natural, Mm -mm. and that was so that she couldn't couldn't, uh, be aggressive to the dogs that were mounting her, that kind of thing. So um, Georgia, um, it took two years to get her to be able to pass her CGC, Canine Good Citizen Mm -hmm. Exam. Because the court did require that most of the dogs pass that. Right. Now, it's a fairly, the CGC is not a hard test for most normal dogs. You know, they it, it just involves some handling and some commands, that kind of thing. It's not right. a big deal. But the um, these dogs, the one thing that very few of them could pass until a lot of work had gone in was the stay. You know, mm. when you say stay to a dog right. and you walk away, you couldn't do that with these dogs. Yeah. They're going, no. No, don't leave me. With you. Of course. Don't leave me. Don't leave they me. Were they, tra- yeah. they were traumatized. They were traumatized. So it took two years. I, I, I ran into the young lady who was, she said, I saw her in the car and she said, I'm taking Georgia for her CGC, fingers crossed. Oh. You know, I think this was about the third or fourth time they'd tried. 
and she had been working on to get her to stay. You know, just stay. I'm only over here for a bit. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. She finally passed. And of course, her home was waiting for her. Right. We had the most wonderful people. Um, uh, and the court had also laid down restrictions on adoptions. You know, who they had to um, agree to come here mm-hmm. and bring any other dogs from the family, you know, to meet. We we certainly didn't prohibit them having other dogs in the family. And by this time, we knew, um, you know, whether they were good with other dogs. Right. Cherry, for example, his family came, and they had, I think, one or two other dogs which they brought with them. And Cherry got on with them all on, like a house on fire. <laughs> um, Georgia actually had to go as a solo. By right. that time, we knew she was really not going to be happy uh, with other dogs. But we had her her owner uh, lined up and waiting for her to pass the CGC. Right. So as soon as she got that, you know, that okay, off she went. And she went to her and home. Yeah. She, yes. Um, 13, 13 of them were placed. <clears throat> a lot of them had a, a medical condition called Babesia, which is um, tick-borne but comes out of fighting dogs. It's a puncture wound oh, transmission. Okay. I never so heard of that. It's not yeah. uncommon. Mm. Sorry? No, I had never heard of that. Yeah, Babesia. It's um it it really it's a bad one. Mm. It kind of goes uh, uh it it does something with the blood and and they get very sick. In fact, that's finally what took Lucas, who was the grand champion. Yes. Um yes. he had been pulled through Babesia uh, and the treatment is extensive and expensive. Mm. Had uh, brought through several times. Um, even had had surgery to remove a spleen. I mean, you know, he, he'd gone through quite a lot, but finally the Babesia was what took him and several of the other ones that came from that um, that group, that 22 right. group. Um, so we have three left. Wow. We have three, three of the Michael Vick dogs left. Um, and one of them actually was court-ordered to stay here, Meryl, mm-hmm. as well as Lucas. Lucas was court-ordered to stay here. It, I love it that Lucas, uh, the grand champion, he was he spent his, his weekdays in um, offices. He was an office dog. He <laughs> was considered um, not, not a, the public was not able to interact with him. Actually, even though he was actually a very sweet dog, right. it was just a restriction. Mm-hmm. Um, but he... He lived in the mostly the executive offices, so he attended pretty much all the major meetings. <laughs> were going, I just love that. That's I funny. just love that. <laughs> so he 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 really had a very rich and full life. He wasn't you know permanently kenneled or anything. Right, right. But um, uh, and then the other two that we have are they're, they're still very traumatized. They're still just not able to accept humans. Yeah. So um, most probably they will live out their lives here. But, you know, if the right person came along, uh, we would do it. Sure. No, it's true. And it just, to me, it shows the amazing uh, ability of a dog, how dogs can just change and they can oh. trust people again. And they're oh. so different than people. You know? I know. Isn't it amazing? They're amazing animals. They, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I think we all felt the same. You know, after we knew um, the life they'd come from and then just seeing these dogs begin to flower yeah. and trust and love. Um, I, I love that um, this funny little thing happened. We had a reunion after a, a lot of them had found their homes and we did a reunion here. We invited them back here to the sanctuary. And one of the uh, one of the wonderful dogs uh, from that group was a, a big, big guy. A lot of them were small, but he was a big guy called Handsome Dan. <laughs> and that really described him. He was a big, beige, mostly pit bull, mm-hmm. and, uh, but very, very shy. And the family were wonderful. They had knew they were taking on a challenge. Um, and they had, um, I think it was 
after they adopted Dan, they had their first baby. Um, so when they came for this reunion, they came with 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 handsome Dan hmm. and their little girl, who <laughs> was about two and a half, I think. So here they were in a little area we had at the sanctuary, and it was a little raised platform stage, and they were talking and telling their stories, and there were, I think, six other Michael Vick dogs there that came back for the reunion. And here's the little girl, and handsome Dan was so scared to be out in the public, even though he was massively huge. Um, They had him in one of those strollers, pet strollers. Uh Uh-huh. And they'd unzipped the the cover of the stroller. So there was Handsome Dan sitting rather proudly <laughs> in his stroller. And then this his 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 little girl, you know, his two and a half mm-hmm. year old little girl, kinda eyed up that stroller. I watched her. I was in the crowd and I watched her and she was kinda like she was getting a bit fussy. <laughs> so she toddled over to the stroller, stuck her little butt up on the edge of the stroller and edged herself in and pushed Handsome Dan back because she needed the space. (laughs) And I I felt, of course, you'll know this is, a lot of people didn't have the digital camera because it felt like the paparazzi, Uh you know, when people start flashing and taking pictures and things. Because here was, I thought this illustrated the gentleness and wonderfulness of these dogs. Of course. Here was this dog a remnant of a dog fighting ring mm-hmm. sitting in his stroller right. and having his little girl kind of push him out the way <laughs> right. because she wanted to share the stroller. I mean, I just thought that was... It sums it up. It, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It yes. just brings it up a full circle and sums it up, of course. Yeah. And yeah. just to show how gentle he is and how accepting he's like, yeah. oh, okay, it's my owner sitting in my yeah. my stroller. It's okay. Right. It's cool. Yeah, he's mine. <laughs> She's one of mine. She's one of mine. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's amazing. It's just so yeah. fascinating. I love talking to you. I love all this information. I love all the stories. Um, I want everyone to go to bestfriends.org. Uh, I have to tell you, I went to your website earlier and I saw something for the first time and I want to ask you about that. Um, yeah. I never saw this before and I think it's genius. And I think that every um, shelter rescue organization who has a website should do this. You have a matching quiz. And I was going to take it, and then I thought, oh, no, I already have two dogs. I can't have three. But I love the fact that on your website it has a matching quiz. And this way the person can be uh, not perfect but more – what's the word I'm looking for? Can be matched up better with the right animal. I had never seen that before. Oh, it's not – we're not the inventor of that. I mean, I think our our quiz is is created in such a way that – you know, it it can help, but actually, that that idea has been out there for for a little while now. Oh, really? Oh, I must uh, be. Yeah, I, I never saw of, that before. Yeah, it's kind of um, really taking on the whole online dating. <laughs> no, that's smart. Yeah, uh, concept and and because what what we feel um, and other people before us, as I say, we didn't invent that, but other people, you, what we realize is, you have to get the match right. Mm-hmm. Um, and very often people are, um, it's like an online dating, not that I've done online dating, but you might easily be um, fooled by the look of someone. This you know, is you're true. going through the, <laughs> through the, the profiles and yes. you're going, whoa, he's cute, or right. whoa, she's got the right kind of hair, or whatever right. it is. Right. Um, and as we know, people have often selected a dog that way. You know, they'll go through, walk through a shelter or a kennel and go, oh, that one is so lovely. And that one isn't the right match. That's right. right. Just as it wouldn't be in the online dating. Sure. They just so went by the look. That is yeah. where you line up your lifestyle, your interests, your um, activity level. You know, all of these things, um, you, you're helped to match up. To make a bit, so you might not pick the cute little cocker spaniel with the fluffy ears, right? And you might be better with the boxer mix, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, who's got who's got one ear a little funny, you know, one ear back and right, one ear right. front. So, but that one is the one that's going to match your lifestyle. So yes, so thank you for saying that. But as I said, we didn't invent that. But okay. it is a good. It's very it good. good. Yeah, I yeah. think it's very good. 
Oh, this has been so wonderful. I love talking to you. <laughs> I like talking to you, too. I know. I could just it's talk fun. to you forever. So I have to let you know, though, and I, I want, um, and I for the listeners who aren't aware that Skechers by Bob's, yeah. is that correct? I have a pair of those. Yeah. And the money, and part of the money goes to Best Friends. You bet. They're adorable. We have a wonderful partnership with Skechers. We love them. Oh, I love I have it. A, yes. I have a pair that I won. Oh, you did! I'm so I am so proud. I you know when they have the th- how many things in a jar like yeah. you know, beans or we we had a contest at one of our um, Strut Your Mutt festivals mm-hmm. of guess how many dog biscuits little dog biscuits were in a jar, and the prize was a pair of sketches. And I won. You did. I couldn't wow. believe that I, I've never won one of those before. I think that's maybe the first thing I've ever won in my life. But I won a, a wonderful pair of Well, sketches. that's great. And you guessing. just did you so, just take a wild guess or did you do some math? I did. You took but a wild I guess. Just, I just looked and I said two hundred and fifty three or whatever it was. Right. And I was the closest. You were the closest. To that. Well, congratulations. I mean, they called me. They called me and said that. I went, No, really? <laughs> <laughs> so I know how wonderful the shoes are. Oh, they are. I get so many compliments because yeah. the one I have, I bought the ones. I want to get more in the spring, but uh, another pair because I saw there are other styles. But the one that I have, uh, it's the dog heads with glasses. I love that. I love them. And I get yeah. so many compliments. People are always like, oh, my God, look at your so." <laughs> yeah, I love that. Uh, the morning show, Jim Kerr, the morning show host here, calls them my happy shoes. The first time he saw them, he goes, your shoes are so happy. I was like, of course, they're dog heads. Of course, they're happy. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I, I want if and, and I saw them. I think it was I don't remember. I saw a commercial watching something on Animal Planet. And I was like, oh, I love these. And it goes to best friends. I have to buy them. So, yes, yes. With the, the, they're a great partner. They've been very, very helpful with big adoption events, you know, helping us uh, get get the word out, uh, helping subsidize other animal agencies to be able to place dogs. Right. So, yes, they've been an amazingly good partner with us. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So I know you just came to, uh, opened um, a shelter in New York City, and you have one in L.A., and you're also, is it Atlanta? You have two. We have two adoption. We have uh, Mission Hills Adoption Shelter, which was one of the shelters in the LA uh, city of LA system. And we took that one over several years ago now as part of, um, it's a, an adoption spay-neuter center. Mm-hmm. But then we were able to have another building in West Los Angeles that is an adoption center for us and our coalition of partners there in Los Angeles. Oh, to help okay. place. So two in LA um, Salt Lake, we Salt have Lake, a, yeah. an adoption center in Salt Lake City, mm-hmm. and then Atlanta. Right. Um, yeah, and um, and was probably working um, towards having one in Houston. Oh, okay, because I was going to ask we you, were, what's the next city? Yeah, okay, nice. We were talking about Houston even before Hurricane Harvey right. hit, but of course, so we went down there um, to help with that, and we're still involved uh, because unfortunately, a lot of the dogs we take in we took in, came down with canine distemper. Mm. And so we've been shepherding those dogs through their treatment out the other side so that they can then go to other rescue groups or be adopted. Right. And so we still are working on that. Um, but I'm I'm fairly certain there um, that's one of the cities that we have targeted because we need representation in that southern region. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. Well, Faith Maloney from Best Friends, thank you so much for being part of Maria's Months and stuff. This has been wonderful. Thank you for all the stories and all your information. And I hope that Houston happens and then you can continue to other cities and that two million number goes down to, we will see it, zero in our lifetime. Exactly. Well, we do have our, we've set the goal. We put the stake in the in in the path in the ground mm-hmm. uh, for 2025. Okay, That's what we're aiming for. So excellent. Not that, too, not that far away. No, it's not. It's only seven yeah, years. 20, That's not that far. Yeah. yeah. 2025. So watch this space. Absolutely, and save them yeah. all as that's the best friend slogan. Yep. Save them that's all, and you too. are, and, and you then, have. 
I love that. Yep. Bestfriends.org, I would like our listeners to yep. go to. Uh, they, it's a wonderful website. There's so much information just so you can learn. If you don't know what VSL is or TNR and all the different phrases, you can learn yes. so much from bestfriends.org. Faith Maloney, Wonderful. thank you so much for being on the Great podcast. Pleasure. Thank you very much. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.